We have a very special guest alert because on today's show, we are bringing on Jeff Miller from the LA Times to talk about all of this Jim Harbaugh, Hullabaloo, Justin Herbert, and the Chargers' future. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons together, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen. And to make sure you never want to miss big interviews like today's show, go subscribe and follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. Today, we're going to be getting in Jeff Miller, who's from the LA Times and does a great job covering this team and i'm sure he has a chaotic time going around and around him right now but we do get into jim harbaugh of course the chargers gm search how important this next hire is for justin herbert and so much more but today's crossover thursday thanks for rubbing it in locked on episode is brought to you by prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl use the code all lowercase locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars here he is jeff miller all right, guys. Well, here is our very special guest today. We have Jeff Miller from the LA Times. You can find him on Twitter or X at Jeff Miller LAT. And he also just wrote a great piece about the Jim Harbaugh interview. And also, most importantly, the requirements that still need to happen before they are able to hire him. But Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. We are gearing up for a crazy offseason. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me. It's uh, it's taken a while. You know, it took Jim Harbaugh getting in the news for you guys to finally reach out to me. <laughs> I'm trying not to take that personal, but uh, no, I, uh, I appreciate it. Let's uh, let's let's talk some coaching Harbaugh, all that stuff. Yeah, man, it, it's been a circus. And I mean, also a shout out to Jeff because he was one of the nicest people to me when I was out there at training camp last year covering the team. So thank you for that. But it has to start where it has to start, right? And right now, the biggest thing in Chargers world is just about every single fan wants Jim Harbaugh to be the next Chargers head coach. They interviewed him this week. Things reportedly went well. Do you think that this team finally kind of has that chance to land the superstar level coach that has evaded them probably since Marty Schottenheimer? It sure feels like they have a chance, yeah. I mean, they. Um, we just found out that the, the Falcons talked to Harbaugh, too. We were waiting to see if anybody else. For a while there, it looked like Michigan or the Chargers, right? I gave uh, every Chargers fan a heart attack when they saw that, by the it, way. Exactly. I'm sure it did. Uh, but, it, yeah, I mean, it seems like it's it's there for them. If, that, if, if it works out, if that's what they want, if that's what he wants, which is important here. You know, the thing that's interesting about this uh, is both these teams have uh, – or both these sides rather have leverage, right? I mean, Harbaugh has, by all accounts, this massive extension sitting there from Michigan, which we apparently has been there for a while. And, you know, he can pick and choose what he wants at this point. Well, the Chargers, you know, they have Justin Herbert, which gives them some leverage because of all these jobs, we all know that it's like the, it's like the no brainer of all no brainers. All these jobs that are available right now, sitting here as we're talking right at this point, the Chargers job is easily the best one because of Justin Herbert. So, you know, if, if this is what both sides want and if they're able to work out, I mean, there's a lot to work out. And with Harbaugh, I think there's even more to work out just because there's so much with him. When you hire him, you get all of him, which is good and bad. But right. 
it's very complicated. It's not like a simple, you know, I think the Brandon Staley hire was probably a lot simpler than, than this one. If they go with Harbaugh is going to end up being, but yeah, I mean, it, the chance it seems like it's right there for, for both sides if they want to make this happen. Yeah, I mean, I think have you so ever too, seen a fan sure. base around one? Yeah, I mean, have you ever seen a fan base surrounded one specific candidate and be so like head over heels the way that the Charger fans have rallied for Harbaugh? Head over heels is is it. it? You know what's interesting, you guys? Like, I don't know if you noticed this, but to me, when Michigan won the Rose Bowl, like a flip got switched, and all of a sudden, he was the guy that was the obvious candidate you know, to, uh, uh, for everybody, but especially yeah. for the Chargers. And all of a sudden they won that game. And five minutes after the game, everybody thought, you know, it connected the two dots that Harbaugh is going to the Chargers. And I don't know, I'm not sure why that was, but, you know, there was that whole issue about Kenny won a playoff game at, at Michigan at the you yeah. know, past two years. He finally broke through and it was like, that was like the one moment where people were like, okay, that's it. Now he's going to leave. He's, now he's done this. And then, and then, you know, a week later they win the national championship and it even ramped up even more because it's very easy to connect the dots between these two. Okay. We all know that. Right. I mean, the, this, if you're going to leave a job, you, you know, you leave on top. Yeah. A bunch of guys who are leaving, a bunch of players who are going to leave, you know, I'm sure there's still like gonna 40 be seniors, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So they're still going to be good, but he's losing a bunch of his guys. It's absolutely the time he could leave the Chargers. You know, we all know why they would be attracted to a guy like him. So, it, it, but it was real interesting to me when you mentioned head over heels. It was like, you know, on that game, and then like the next week, it, it, everything just the whole dynamic of it changed, and it became like if the Chargers don't get Jim Harbaugh, it's like a complete failure. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. That's that's kind of what it felt like. And that's what it does feel like, right? Like it feels like if it's not Harbaugh. Which is crazy to say because I'm going to preface this by saying, hey, guys like Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick, maybe even Pete Carroll are out there. Like, this is one of the wildest coaching cycles that I've seen. Yet it still feels like if it's not Jim Harbaugh, people are going to be showing up, you know, to the new brand new facilities with pitchforks and, and torches and things like that. Because it feels like it's Jim Harbaugh or bust for a lot of these fans right now. I've never seen anything like it, especially with what the options are available. But I think one of the reasons... There's so much angst around the Harbaugh specifically in the levels that it's reached is because Chargers fans don't want to see Justin Herbert's career wasted like they think Phillip Rivers' career was, right? Having those two back-to-back -back quarterbacks, obviously the Packers have their thing now with Jordan Love following Aaron Rodgers, following Brett Favre. But those guys have had success, right? When Chargers think about Phillip Rivers, it, what could have been? The best quarterback did not win one, right? Him and Dan Marino kind of a situation. So how crucial do you think it is for them to get this hiring right because of what it'll do for Justin Herbert having some continuity and having a chance to grow in a stable situation. Yeah, I think you nailed it exactly. I mean, that's the fear everyone has. And then they, you, you couple that with the, the last few hires, you know, that haven't gone well. And people, you know, if you bring in another first time head coach, you know, one of these coordinator types who now is going to be a head coach, everyone is immediately going to assume it's going to be a disaster because yep. of what just happened. And it's even, it's, it's ratcheted up a few more levels just because of Justin Herbert. Exactly what you said. People already, you know, are, they're already talking about him in, the, in, you know, in a Marino kind of setting. They're talking about him, you know, a Mike Trout kind of situation in baseball where sure. it's like they're ruining this guy. Like this is, you know, this is a disaster. We've got this great quarterback and he's, and he's, he's going to waste. He's kind of dying right, right in front of our eyes here because we, they can't, they can't get this guy into the playoffs and have any success. So there, there there's a, I think there's a, uh, 
all, all that's real. And, it, and it's, I think it's real among the players. I think it's, I mean, Herbert's never going to come out and say this, but he, right. you know, he, he's got to feel that he's smart enough to understand what's going on. Now he, I don't say, I don't think it really affects him at all, but he knows it's there. I'm sure people have asking him about it, friends, family, whatever. He knows that narrative is out there. Like I said, it's not going to affect him, but it's something I'm sure he would love to take care of and, and shut up and never have to hear again. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, he, he's not a guy that's big on social media and he always likes to kind of let his play do the talking. But yeah, to, to kind of get that narrative behind him, I'm sure would be would be very nice. Almost equally as important to the head coaching hire is the decision on who the Chargers go with for their next general manager. And they have cast a, a pretty wide net as far as that's concerned. Do you think there are any leaders in that clubhouse at this point on who the next GM could be? You know, Ian Cunningham is a guy that seems to keep coming up. A lot and uh you know daniel popper who one of my colleagues on the team is a real good reporter real good writer he's he's kind of advocated for cunningham and and you know popper knows this stuff better than i do i'm not gonna lie to you he's he's good on x's and o's he's good on personnel stuff and uh you know he's good on this kind of stuff so he he's really endorsed uh or he's not interested endorsed but he's kind of uh put out there the idea that that's probably the best choice so that you know he's a guy that you know some other people have said the same thing um, I, I don't know that there is necessarily a leader in, among that group right now. And I think a lot of it depends on Harbaugh. And if he ends up becoming the head coach, then you've got to get some, you know, somebody who can work with him. And I think part of Cunningham's background is the idea that he could work with Harbaugh. Whoever it is, it's going to be somebody who, who is going to be having to work in concert with whoever the coach is. So it kind of feels like to me, at least right now, they're kind of going down this coaching road and probably going to satisfy this Harbaugh thing first figure out okay. where that goes before that's what it seems like to me now who yeah. knows um but that's that's kind of the feel i've got so we'll see it um but like to answer your question i don't really know you know i, I don't have a good feel or sense or nobody has, has indicated to me at all right now in terms of those gms that they've interviewed seven of them now like who who might be the leader or how they might stack up all right, guys, we'll stay right there because we have much more with Jeff Miller about this GM search, the coaching search, and the Chargers offseason coming up right after this. I do need to tell you guys, though, that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you, and it's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. It's one of my favorite parts about therapy. So today... I want to tell you about how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking the same thing this week. And for me, I like to blame my dad for making me a Chargers fan from birth. That is something I didn't get a choice on. He's now jumped back to the Rams and has much less heartbreak and a Super Bowl championship recently. But I'm stuck with the Chargers. And what I really blame the Chargers for is just making me unreasonably upset, ruining many Sundays for me, and also just making it hard for me to have hope. But one of the things that has helped me with that is therapy, and therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team, and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. So right now you can visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. I also need to tell you guys about Logix because you know we get into a lot of in-depth analysis and takes around here, but I need to give you my hottest take of the day. The best lineup in LA right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logix. That's right, better than the Dodgers lineup. Sorry, Dodgers fans. They start off at the top with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Next up, 
You got the exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out their lineup, they've got the auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you can lower your monthly payments. That's great. And get on the road to owning your car faster. Look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logic's. Visit your local Logics branch right here in LA and the surrounding area and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at logicsbanking.com forward slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X banking.com slash car. Well, and that's, yeah, that's the crazy thing about it is like they have gone with so many guys and the crazier thing is basically every single one of them has a tie to Jim Harbaugh one way or the other, right? And like you talked about it before, like when you get Jim Harbaugh, you get the good and the bad, right? The quirks and kind of the weirdness that comes with Jim Harbaugh. But you also get, you know, the guy who's been able to shift different franchises at every single stop he's been. So it's like, yeah, there's going to be some uncomfortableness to it, but like maybe you need that uncomfortable, right? Like maybe you need someone to come in and kind of shock the culture. So going based on what you said, kind of inversely speaking, because the thing is, is these general managers, as we saw with Washington and Adam Peters, they might not wait around for you to decide on your head coach, right? Like you might need to get one of these guys if they really stand out to you. And someone like Ian Cunningham makes a lot of sense just coming from a lot of winning organizations. But if the Chargers flip it and they end up going with a general manager before they sign Harbaugh, do you think that could kind of tip us off a little bit to how in on Jim Harbaugh they are? Like if they end up going with someone like an Ian Cunningham, if they go with someone like Ed Dodds who worked with Jim Harbaugh back in the day with the Raiders. Do you think that would give you a sign of, okay, hey, yeah, they're probably doing this at least somewhat based on the merit, but also, hey, this guy also has a big tie to Jim Harbaugh and that's no coincidence. Yeah, I, I think you you said it that you could almost connect these all these people in NFL, you know, all these guys who've been around for a while, you can almost connect them one way or the other through, you know, through a, either working together or they work with the same guy, maybe at different points and all that. Or John stuff. Harbaugh, either him or his brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, there could be some of that. I mean, we'll, you know, that, that would be interesting to see if it, if it came to that. And then it would be probably one of those things we'd find out later on if it actually had a factor right. in there at all. Right. But, um, I, you know, the thing that's funny about all this is somebody asked me the other day, another sports writer, I'm not going to identify who it was, but asked me, <laughs> So the you know the Chargers have interviewed both of the coordinators for the Ravens, right? Right. And they asked me, do do you think they interviewed the Ravens coordinators because they're going to hire Harbaugh and then he can hire one or two of those guys because they work for his brother? And I was like, how does that <laughs> like? Do you think right. that John John is going to? I mean, I assume John likes his two coordinators. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. Just give them to his brother because definitely he, not. Yeah. <laughs> no. But that's the kind of stuff where people are trying to connect all this. And I get it because you see it all the time in the NFL. You see it all over sports. But especially it seems like in the NFL, there's all these little connections, these little tunnels, these backgrounds and that all cross and overlap. Uh, yep. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I'm guessing uh, whoever it ends up being, we're going to find out they the had a background with, with Harbaugh. If it ends sure. up being Harbaugh one way or the other, there's, some, there's something there. I think it, it's almost inevitable, it seems like. Yeah, switching gears here a little bit. Things escalated quickly with Brandon Staley late in the season with a string of, you know, some really bad losses. But felt like it started when he snapped on you after the loss to the Titans, where he said, we just lost the game in overtime, Jeff. How do you think the mood is? <laughs> Did it seem like at that point that he may have kind of been in over his head? You know, I'll be honest with you guys. I think to me, uh, I think I go back to that Denver game last year and the that disaster and oh, playing the guy. Week 18, you know, playing Mike Williams. Williams. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you that 
after that game in that in that post game uh, press conference when he walked in that room, um, it, it, it something happened that night. Like it, it you know that Mike Williams got hurt. He was asked about that. He was he was asked if Mike Williams could have come back in the game, and he said yeah, maybe. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, that was weird. He had just watched Mike Williams. He couldn't even walk to the bus. Yeah, yeah. And, he was, and that night, I thought to myself, and I, I think we all did. We we're sitting up in the press box afterward, and then this, the reports come out: Oh, Mike Williams is going to be okay. He's he's all right. He's going to play next week. And which you know, again, we're, a few of us were like, I don't know about that. That's pretty early to be ruling a guy in for the next yeah, week. Definitely. And of course, we know what happened. But that night, it, it, it really to me it seemed like this thing started to turn on Staley, and and the aftermath of that, and then Mike not being able to play against the Jaguars, and then what happened against the Jaguars, it just you know it, it, that to me is kind of where it really started to spiral down. And then this year, you know, once he 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 got all upset about you know the suggestion that the Jaguar loss was was bleeding into this season, he got all upset about that. You know, and then he got upset about, you know, it, it, my question. And then it sort of it, it, it just kept escalating. Every time they lose, he'd get in these situations where he was asked these uncomfortable questions and he he didn't handle it well. And he he, he doubled down basically on, you know, I, this is you know, I'm going to do it this way. I, this is the way I do it. I know it's going to succeed. I know I can make this work. Uh, this is my way. It's you know right. my scheme is my scheme is good. It's it's not it's not that. It's the players. Yeah, yeah. And he just kept going back to that, and he just dug in deeper and deeper, and he ended up burying himself deeper and deeper. But yeah, it, it, by the end of it, he he looked clearly like a guy who just you know in that moment just was not ready to be a head coach. And you know you go. It's funny you go back to his first season and you think about that team. They they won at KC, at Cincinnati, at Philly. Think about that. Those are, three, I mean, oh, yeah. and, and impressively. Yeah. Yeah. And those were the last three big games he won. And it turns out those are the three biggest games he, he won. Those are the three yeah. big games, you know. It, yeah. Besides so, that Miami game, right? The anomaly yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. The Miami game at home when they, they throttled those guys and just shut yeah. them down. But yeah. So, you know, if, if you, you think about how quickly he went down. Like it, it's really, it, it's, it's staggering really. And, uh, to me, like I said, it, I thought the week 18 last last season was where it really started. But it, yeah, it, this year it just it just spiraled quickly, and he and he just kept burying himself worse and worse in those post games. And then Jeff Miller just thought to himself, "Hey, are you really mad at me? Or are you at, mad at Daniel Popper for asking about the Jaguars game? All right, don't take it out <laughs> on me over here." No, I mean, you know, credit to you guys, you know, for holding him accountable and stuff, and that makes a lot of sense. And even when I was at training camp last year, I won't say any names, but like the belief was. Hey, this guy is still thought of in the NFL as one of the best game planners going into a game that's out there. Like he can still scheme schematically, you know, he can put the right defense in place, but the players weren't able to execute it. But the thing is, is when you keep saying that, like the game plans are good, but it's, but it's my fault, but it's like, everyone knows you're blaming the players. Like you're yeah. not saying it directly, but that that's what you're saying at the end of the day. And so it, I think it does kind of lend itself to that's why having that head coaching experience matters, right? Because it's not just all about the X's and O's. That's not always the most important thing. And then you see someone like Jim Harbaugh, who's at the Rose Bowl, right? Just getting drilled with pepper, you know, peppered with questions about the NFL. And he's like, one track mind, you know, and it just totally doesn't even phase him. And I think that kind of yeah. gives some insight into kind of both sides of being a head coach and why it's not just all the scheme and the X's and O's and being a boy genius and all of those, you know, wonderkin kind of things. 
Well, we have more of this Jeff Miller interview, including what the Chargers are going to do in this crucial offseason as far as their cap and who they're going to keep, and also what to expect from Quentin Johnson coming forward, coming up right after this. I do first need to tell you guys, though, at the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn just isn't another job post. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. I really, really hope that the Chargers are using LinkedIn Jobs for their GM and head coaching search because you're not going to find more qualified candidates. And hiring is super easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, you get a process that's intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I also need to tell you guys about the Game Time app because just because the Chargers season is over doesn't mean you're going to stop going to all the fun and events that you have going on near you. And if you need tickets to anything, whether it's sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever it is, you have to go with Game Time because with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. I hate having to go look through a bunch of different ticketing processes, you know, sites and things like that and trying to find the best ticket. Because with Game Time, the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the tickets difference. I mean, that means you're making money off Game Time if you find a cheaper ticket. So it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account, use that code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Let's talk about this team now going forward because now with Tom Telesco gone, the next GM is going to come into a really tough situation with the cap, and two of the biggest cap hits going into next year are Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So with Keenan Allen doing what he did this season, right, probably having one of his best seasons, do you think it makes it kind of a foregone conclusion that if one of those guys is going to get released, it's Mike Williams just because of the injury? Or do you think like they're going into this offseason and who they end up hiring at GM, like everything's kind of still on the table, even with how successful he was? Yeah, it's uh, I, I think, you know, you've got, you know, the, really the four guys that uh, four big know, ones. Yeah, it's you know, it's Mike Williams, Keenan, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. Those are yeah. really the four. You know, they're all three or 30 million plus cap hits, uh, you know, that, you know, half the cap or more than half the cap is those four guys. So yeah. something has to happen there. Now, you know, they uh, they can't restructure. The, you, you, they, they could, in theory, they could restructure Joey because he's got two years left. Right. The other three guys have one year, so they can't restructure those guys. They could ex- extend them. Great you know, point. And. and you know, the one thing with Tom was Tom was not, he never did these uh, void years, uh, some of the stuff, this kind of cap manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. That you can do. So if they get somebody in here who can do some of that stuff or is willing to do some of that stuff, I don't know. We could that. So there's a little bit of that unknown. Um, you know, the, the two easy ones to me, I mean, Khalil Mack is, he showed no signs of being, of acting his age this year. That was at all. You know, it, 
the, the only the only issue, the biggest concern I have about Khalil is he's been he's been able to stay on the field, and the odds of a guy continuing to do that year Three after seasons, year, yeah. you know, are not great. Right, Father Tom's but, undefeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, you know, this guy takes care of himself, and but but still, there's fluky stuff happens. You get rolled up on whatever. Sure. Um, yeah. And then and then Keenan. Keenan was spectacular. I mean, I, I was really disappointed just for him that he got hurt because he he was gonna end up with some incredible numbers. Yeah. You know, in you know, he you know, he'd been in the league a decade more, and it's just it was gonna be spectacular. So I really feel bad for him. But those are the two guys who I, I think cause you pause to think, hey, what what do we want to do with these guys that that clearly have value? Um yeah. you know, the other two guys have value, but they just haven't been able to stay in the field. Uh, so and I, they're the two younger guys, which makes it tougher, right? Like yeah. that's what makes it hard. Exactly. So uh, I wish there was an easy answer because I, I would give it to the Chargers and I would I'd make a lot of money as a consultant. <laughs> but there isn't there isn't an easy answer. Uh, yeah, I don't. Um, I guess if I if I had to keep one of them, I, I would try to keep Khalil. I guess and just hope to God that he he doesn't you know fate doesn't catch up to him because that guy. You know, he takes care of himself. He's a pro. He's great in the locker room. The players love him. His teammates love him. Whoever the coaches are going to love him. Um, you know, that's not to say the other guys are bad guys. They're not. Right. You know, but it's just uh, I, I wish I could tell you what they're going to do or what they should do. But I, I don't really know. Um, who knows? They, you know, they may they may clean. I don't say clean the house, but I mean, they they could end up parting ways with all four of them and really starting over or really turning it back. But the good news is whatever they do. We've learned in the NFL now it these aren't five-year rebuilds or three-year rebuilds. You can turn the stuff around pretty quick. So if you're a Charger fan, you, know, you can kind of brace for some bad stuff, but it doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, two, three years of just bad play because of what has to happen with the roster in the next few months. Absolutely. And, I mean, we've seen with other organizations that you can do some cap gymnastics. I mean, just look at the New Orleans Saints. It seems like wow. they, they do that every single seems year. seems like the where... bill always comes at some point, though. Yeah. The, Char- the Chargers have that big bill coming to the table this year. And then also the J.C. Jackson of it all, too. I yeah. mean, that's just – it's a mess. I mean, but I, I think to your point, though, when you're saying, like, hey, teams can't really – you know, it, you don't have that timeline, right? Especially with new guys coming into the job. You don't have the timeline – to have a full-blown rebuild and take three or four years, especially with Justin Herbert. like, And I think when you have Justin Herbert, you should always be competitive, right? Like, y- you have a-, a much faster track to getting things around. Like, we kind of saw with the Vikings, right? Like, everyone expected the Vikings to be totally terrible this year. And with Kirk Cousins, they were actually pretty good and probably would have made the playoffs pretty easily if he hadn't have gotten hurt. So, like, do you think a competitive 2024 roster is still something that's possible for this team or do you think it's more likely that you see a full-blown blow-up I, I think it's uh i think it's very possible that you know this team could be competitive no matter what happens and i i you know i know this you know we're talking about the chargers but look at the rams the rams are supposed to be horrible i thought the rams are going to be a three or four win team you know and they yeah. just won the playoffs yeah it was a big surprise yeah. you know so and they had a bunch of young guys and so yeah. uh you know they and they have a quarterback Look at what happened with the Texans. Now the Texans situation crazy that that turned. Uh, you know, I know your first year coach, great. I know they did some great stuff. That was a quarterback. Let's be honest. It was yeah. CJ Stroud turned yeah. that whole thing around. Well, the Chargers have a quarterback, so they've already got that. That that one's taken care of. So I think you, you know, you this thing's going to be. There's going to be turnover. There's going to be a bunch of new guys, but that doesn't mean, you know, th- this team could you know, their roster could take a step back, so to speak. And they, 
they could easily win more than five games. What they did this year, I, I don't God, think I there's so. any. I don't think there's any question. There's no reason to think, even if this is rebuilt, you know, from you know, other than just a core, a real small handful of guys. There's no reason to think, oh, this is going to be a disaster, and they're going to be a two or three win team. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, you said it, Justin Herbert. You know, it makes them just a lot better, and they can just protect him and keep him healthy which we haven't seen now. We've seen him get banged up and he's dealing with stuff all the time. Now, if they can protect him better, you know, there's no reason to, that, you know, this, this doesn't have to be a, you know, five win season followed by a, a four win season. And then let's get this thing going. I mean, they could, they could bounce back next year and be a, a lot better in a lot better position, you know, at the end of the season than they were this year. Well, Jeff, we'll get you out of here on this one. One of the most discussed players on the Chargers this year was first-round pick Quinton Johnston, who's probably given more than he could probably handle in his rookie season and has some pretty bad moments. Do you think that he can uh, you know, improve or that he did improve enough down the stretch to kind of give some fans some hope that he can be a usable player moving forward? I would say the, the one thing about that, I thought one thing that the Chargers, I thought, did a horrible job was how they used him. And they did not yes. use him yes. the way that they said they told us they were going to use him. So that weird. we thought they were going to use him. And I'm going to go back. This goes back to okay, Staley. I, I you know I know Charger fans are done with Staley, but sure. I I think in to answer your Quentin Johnson question, if you go to back to Staley, and I, the one thing I think he failed in, he he him and his staff they did not put the players in the best position to succeed. And we saw that repeatedly, constantly on defense. Okay. We saw it yeah. all the time on defense with his scheme, with the, the late changes or calling in, you know, signals as a, as a play clock's running down, the offense is in mo- all this stuff is ridiculous. Well, with Quentin, I think they did the same thing. They did not set him up to succeed. They didn't yeah. put, they didn't, you know, he wasn't doing the stuff that we, that we wasn't running the routes that we thought he was going to run. They, they weren't doing, getting the ball, you know, that whole after the catch, all that right. stuff that we, he could do that he's, they told us he did so well. And that's why they got him. They weren't, they didn't use him in that way. So the one thing I would say is I'm concerned about his hands. Yes. But I would say we get a new coach in here. They get a new, you know, system. They get a new, whatever it is, a whole new, a whole new approach to it. They might, uh, you know, use him in a completely different way. And we might see if he can hang on to the ball, you know, we might see a much better you know, Quentin Johnson just because of how he's being used and where he's getting the ball. When I think, Jeff, like just seeing him out there, like it's NFL level athleticism. Like he moves yeah. a different way with the ball in his hands. I noticed it when I was at training. Seems like game. nobody like, can tackle him either. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of plays this year where like three guys were on him and they just blow the whistle. He never actually went down, right? But you're yeah. right. And I think I, I've talked to an NFL player about this who basically said one of the biggest misconceptions about coaching in the NFL is every single coach comes in and says, hey, I'm going to do what it takes to get the most out of these players. But what a lot of them do is they go back to what worked for them in the past, right? Especially yeah. when they're backed up against the wall whether or not that actually fits the strength of the players on the roster. So it is nice to kind of have that validated because, yeah, it was he wasn't a deep ball player in college, right? No. He was a catch short passes and make something happen with the ball in his hands, and it just felt like that was continually underused. Maybe got a tiny bit better with some of the success he had later on in the season, but probably too soon to say, and I mean, like me and David always talk about, you also have Mike Williams, who had like 10 catches as a rookie, so he's yeah. a great example of how much better someone can be even after being labeled as a bust in their rookie season. But thank you so much for coming on, man. You were super insightful. Hopefully we can have you on, and I also just want to wish you 
the best of luck with the craziness if the Chargers get Jim Harbaugh or if they don't, because it's probably going to be chaos for you either way. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll come on anytime, you guys. Have fun. Yeah, it was good. good time. All right, well, a very special thank you to Jeff Miller for coming on the show. Can't wait to get him back on and can't wait to continue bringing you the best interviews and the biggest stories throughout the rest of the offseason because it is your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. To make sure you guys don't miss shows like this, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find us on our social media on Twitter at Locked On LAC, on Instagram at Locked On Chargers, and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. We post the show to all of those places every single day including me and david's own personal twitter accounts at dan talk sports for me and dro talk sd for david but make sure you guys are back here tomorrow last show of the week we might get some news on the jim harbaugh front and you know that's all we are the locked on jim harbaugh's podcast so make sure you're back here with us tomorrow but until then guys take it easy and go bolts <laughs>